This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think we're kind of taught on the internet that like you have to become some version of yourself that is like 10,000 miles away and it feels so far away that you can't even touch it yeah. or you feel like you need to be like somebody else. If you can't feel aligned with the identity of having what you want, how are you going to have it? Because it's always going to feel on a pedestal. Let's take a breath. <sighs> Hi guys, I'm Sydney Lidwaco and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I share the mic with people you may recognize, experts in their fields, people I find inspirational, or people who make me laugh, like my fiance, Nick, giving them a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. I hope you're well. I hope that the start of 2023 has been going amazing for you, that all of the goals and intentions and everything that you wanted to start the year off has started happening for you. And if not, either way, welcome. And I hope that you're feeling good, having a good week. Um, Today, we have a great guest on. Usually, it's we switch it up between having guests or having just Nick and I on the podcast. Just so with the idea of something to share, we're always sharing different themes of episodes, different guests, different types of interviews, all different types of things. Because you never really know what that thing is that you're going to need to hear for the week or something that's going to connect with you. So I love to switch it up. And today we have a guest on. Her name is Jocelyn Kelly Reed. She is a coach and a sort of spiritual entrepreneur. And her mission is to help lead women towards making a big impact to work less, play more, get more money, and fall in love with their lives. So she has a great message around money and how we can learn to work with the energy of it. We're going to talk through what exactly is money energetics? How does it work? What does it mean? I think a lot of the problems around this space is that you hear a lot of jargon around it, especially on the internet and especially on social media. There's just like everyone has their own version of this and how you can look at your money differently and how you can manifest money and all of the, the things that you see all the time, especially on social media right now. Manifestation is a big buzz thing. That's You see it a lot on TikTok. You see it a lot on Instagram. You see a lot of people talking about it. You've heard of things like The Secret and stuff like that, but there is so much more nuance to it. And I think for each person, it's going to be different based on where you come from, what your beliefs are, what you saw, especially around things like money and even relationship. So everyone's a little different in that way. So there's no like one size fits all as far as manifestation goes or whatever that is, whatever it is that you believe in. Um, But the internet seems to kind of like make a blanket statement on it. So it can be confusing. And I wanted Jocelyn to kind of break down those things, how she found it in her own life. She went through a period of a rock bottom where she went from having a very successful career, was in this relationship, and then everything kind of rock bottomed out and it was like ripped out from underneath of her. She went through some health stuff. So it was basically life sort of pushing her in a different direction. She talks through her experience, how she learned from that and how she uses that really scary 
time to help other people and help our clients and how you can look at uh, maybe something that's in your life right now that's negative or something in your past that was a negative experience and see what you can gain from that, what you can learn from that and how you can apply that to your own life. So we're going to talk through a lot of money, energy, that kind of stuff today. And I think that's it's it's always good to just, just to take stock in the story that you tell yourself, the story that you might have created in your head about money or about love or things that you learn from growing up or things that you've seen in your life and how you can rework that for yourself. So for example, for me, I have my own story with money. I have my own things that I learned or thought about money. Um, and it started from when I was younger. Like I think we've talked about this on a podcast before, but not to go into like crazy details of it, but my family had like a a pull and push one money. Sometimes we would have it and it would be great. And sometimes it would be taken away. And then because money was little less than we felt the effects of that by like not being able to, I had to be taken out of dance at one point. I had to do less things than my friends were doing. I had to like be scarce with how I spent my money when I was younger and things like that. So with me, my mindset around money was essentially that it's never constant. It always comes and goes. So if I take that story that I've had since a child and apply that to how I look at money now, how I look at business or how I look at work, if I keep thinking from the place like, oh, well, money's never constant, then that's exactly what's going to happen. Money will not be constant because that's what my belief around money is. So you can kind of look at your own relationship. Like what was it that you saw when you were growing up? Like how was money talked about in your family? How did it exist in your world? Did you always have it? Or did you come for money and there was like negative connotations around it? Or was it like, don't talk about money. Don't tell people that we have money because people will try to take it from us. Like whatever your story might've been. I think it's really interesting to just take stock on that. Maybe that's through journaling. Maybe that's through like talking to your family. Maybe that's just like through just thinking about it and noticing how there may be some through lines from that childhood time of your life to now, then you can kind of understand why you might be experiencing some things now that you have in the past because it's just those patterns repeating. And then you can say, well, maybe it doesn't have to be like that. Maybe I don't have to always think like that. Maybe I can see something differently and you can change it, which is very cool. It's That gives us a little bit more control and gives us the ability to actively participate in our lives. And things that we want out of it. And I've noticed that these stories start to come up when I am going through something that's a little challenging or I'm, I'm being asked to stretch myself a little bit. For example, with wedding planning, we all know wedding planning is extremely expensive. Weddings are expensive. It's a lot. Even if you're eloping, it's going to be expensive. And especially in a time of inflation and all the things that are going on in the world, I have noticed as I have to make these really big expenses, I try to avoid them as much as I can. I try to find new ways of going about it. But at the end of the day, things are, they just cost a lot of money, especially in the wedding industry. And that is a whole other podcast for how that is sometimes ridiculous. But I have noticed that there's those same stories that I viewed about money coming up with the way that I'm planning the wedding where the other day I had to, I'm getting a veil made because I fell in love with a veil at a bridal shop recently, but I just thought it's way too expensive for something that I'm going to wear for not even an hour probably. 
but I'm also the type of person that once I've seen something and I know it's what I want and I know it's exactly what I've been looking for, I cannot unsee it. I cannot like settle for something else. That's just who I am. So instead of spending that extra money and just getting the original veil, I'm having one made and it's still expensive. And I, she gave me the price and I was like, oh, well, that's better, but still makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm having to play with being comfortable with spending tons of money and justifying those things without going into my childhood self of being like, oh no, well, if I spend this money, it's never going to come back to me. Or that same old story of like, money is never consistent. So I'm having to like really check myself when I'm falling into that same mindset of like getting stressed about it. And yes, within reason, I'm not like blowing money and just being like, it's going to be fine. But like not letting myself freak out. We've saved for this. We're in the right space for this. It is okay to spend a little bit of money, especially in this one period of our lives where things are exciting and we want it to be special and it's going to be worth it. So I'm having to play with that. And that's coming up a lot with a lot of different things. But the veil is an example of that. So I think you'll notice when you look at your money story, you look at your experience with money and what you saw in your childhood, you'll notice those same type of like tests come up or those same types of patterns will come up later in life. So I just think it's interesting when you take stock of those stories, when you look back on things and you, then you can see it more. So the same experience is not happening over and over again. I can recognize, oh, I'm feeling uncomfortable right now buying this veil because in the past money was not always consistent and that is okay. And I can sympathize with that version of myself, but I can also not fall back into the same like stress and anxiety over. I can just, you know, buy the veil, pay it off and we're good, you know? So I think this is a very interesting topic and I hope that it opens up your own conversation with yourself around money because I want us to have exciting and full lives. And I think one way to do that is by having conversations like this, getting comfortable around money and helping us all to really develop that self-worth around money, love, whatever that thing is for you so that we can all have really full, beautiful, inflow type of lives. So yeah, that's my something to share. I think you'll understand more once we talk through this conversation with Jocelyn. But so if you listen and you're like, huh, Maybe I should do that. Or maybe I know someone that needs to look at things or needs some guidance. Maybe send this episode to them. I love when you guys share it on social media, when you tag me or when you reach out to me. I love that. So keep doing that and keep letting us know what you want us to talk about, especially on the episodes with Nick, because we can kind of have a free for all on those. So without further ado, guys, please enjoy this episode with Jocelyn Kelly Reed. Well, Jocelyn, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to dive into all things money, energy, all of that. But before we do that, how are you? I'm good. I know I was telling before we hit record, I just moved into like my dream apartment. So it's really exciting, but also I forgot what it's like to move. <laughs> yeah, it's like worth it though. It's You have to do all that work and then it's like, ugh, once you finally make that move but moving is a lot brings up a lot you have to go through all your stuff especially in the city moving is no joke it is no joke but I'm happy to be here and that's what I kept telling myself the whole way through I'm like you're gonna be so happy when you're on the other side exactly we're almost there yeah 
I love it. Well, before we jump into all of the work that you do, I do have questions related to that or just really anything. And anything that's been in your heart or mind lately? Oh my gosh, honestly, this move has been so expansive for me in terms of just like the quantum leap of my living. And it's been so wild because it's reflected so quickly in my business. Like it was an enormous, enormous financial leap. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've made back that money, then some doubled that, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just interesting that already I'm at, you know, one of the biggest months I've ever had in my business, like nine days in. And I think about all the emotions and all the processing for me to like make this quantum leap space mm-hmm. is something that's really important to me and how so many people just like wouldn't do it, you mm-hmm. know? And I've always yeah. been like a very... I'm a risk taker for sure. And I think honestly that all successful people are. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, in a way, this has been so easy being on the other side of it. But wow, if I had taken myself out of the game and been like, oh, no, that's too scary. Like, am I going to be able to hold it financially? Da, 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 da. I wouldn't have like I just saw the result. It was instantaneous. And it's mm-hmm. very similar. I remember when I quit my job in the beginning of my business and that was very scary. And then like I made like three times what I made would have made in a month in that job in 10 days. Now it's like way more money. I'm better practice at money, but it's kind of wild. I was thinking before we got on today, I'm like, your soul already knows. And it's like, you have to allow your human body to catch up and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times fear can hold you back, which is what the human body would want. Like it's naturally designed to keep you away from like the scary bear or like things that are unsafe. But then sometimes things like taking a big jump in your career can also feel the same thing as like a scary bear would be, but our body reacts the same. So it sounds like you're in a really good place because like normally if you're not in that like open space and trusting space, you do things to hold on to it or you you lean back into that fear, especially when you're in that un- uncomfortable in between like up leveling place. Um, but yeah, it sounds like you have really shed all of that. Now you're just, you know, trusting your process and what's going to come in when you need that next jump that you're in right now. Now, obviously I'm better practiced at it. So I don't really freak out. I'll have like a moment, but I'm like, all right, cool. We're going Mm because I know what's on the other side. And like, I've learned to trust the feelings in my body. And this is also so much of what healing gives us is that you are more tapped into your intuition and your knowing. So when I feel that kind of energy of activation, I feel the pull, I just go. Mm-hmm. And what I want is always on the other side of that. But yeah, your body, your brain, especially are naturally going to, we're wired for safety, yeah. you know, but you have to know the difference between you're being chased by a lion versus you're just being asked to walk through a door you haven't walked through, mm-hmm. but you know what you want. And you always like have the feeling. It's just like, do you want it? Or are you just, there's a, to me, a no feels like a no. Mm-hmm. I don't keep thinking about it. I don't keep feeling the pull. Like it's, it's just, it feels neutral, like a no, mm-hmm. you know? And when I want something, even when it's big, it feels almost like I can't not, and I'm not going to let my brain talk me out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, interested to get more into your story and understand how you got to this. There's like two types of people, like people that are like really have done a lot of work, have like practiced this, have understood their own patterns to know when they're like ready to go to that next level. But I also know people who are just like, 
no manifestation and trusting the universe. And I'm just going to make all these leaps, but they end up just like going on all these different paths because it's just like what they see online and what people are doing. And it's like, actually, they're making really poor decisions, but just like Uh, saying the universe is going to catch me and like all these things. I see that a lot too. So it's, there's this like fine line between both of them, but you're definitely not in that space. So it's interesting to see. Well, and I always say, I'm like, I don't expect the universe to catch me. I'm like, I have myself. Mm -hmm. Like people love to outsource their power to manifestation in the universe. It's like you make the move, but you have to show up on the other side. It's sort of like if you make the big investment in your business, yes. And which is you do on the other side of it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You have to actually move yeah. because the universe will show you the doors, right? And what's kind of like, you'll feel the pull of what to do, but you have to actually do it. You can't just make a big move and then sit there frozen. The people who who do that, where they're just like, yay, I'm just going to make this investment and this is going to save my life. They have like all of their power outsourced and they don't show up on, on the other side, not in full power. Yeah. It's a lot of like sitting in meditation and there's like trusting it's all coming together. I'm like, but you have to do some work here too. Like you can't just like sit around and make big moves. Yes. is moving big money. And it's also what you do once you've done that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be hard or burnouty and always from a place of alignment. But I, you know, I, the way I describe it is like, you have to stay on your own leading edge of expansion. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like a continuous energy to plan. It's not just like one moment in time and people want it to be one moment in time. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. And that's what's happening with those people. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I've seen it a lot lately too, because I feel like manifestation, all that's really big on social media right now but it's all like cute and not really nuanced. Like I know you're a big fan of Lacey Phillips work, which I also am as well. I listened to you on her podcast and it was great. But I think there's like, there's all these other layers to it that I think a lot of people are not actually hitting on. They're just like seeing like, oh, if I write things on a list and I want them to happen and I just think that they're going to happen, they're going to happen. I'm like, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. If you've cleared a shit ton of trauma and you're already good at working with energy, yeah, they will. Mm -hmm. But like, we have to get to those states. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's not just that simple or everybody would have everything. Yeah, exactly. I would love to go back because I know you have this like, rock bottom part of your story where you had to learn all of this. Actually, I'd like to go back even further because I feel like what's interesting about money is that we all kind of have a money story. And I think a lot of times it can seem like money stories like, oh, just from lack or like you just didn't grow up with a lot of money. But I think your story is unique where you came from money. And I'd love to hear like what your money story was and some other like common money stories that people tend to attach themselves to. Yeah, I came from money, but it's funny because it almost didn't matter in terms of what happened to me later. Yeah. And also my dad was kind of the rags to riches story in our family and ancestral trauma is very real. So like that, just because you had a parent who did well, does not like an automatic ticket to success, not even close. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at all the trust fund babies who can like never get their life together. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very or, clear or example. Living off their family for their whole life, you know? Yeah. But there was a lot of trauma, drama, not having any money, and just a lot of suffering kind of like inside my lineage, you know? Mm-hmm. And I went through my Saturn return in my late 20s like slash early thirties. And Mm -hmm. I had been living in San Francisco and I was working in finance and, you know, I was on like the track that like people think should lead to everything. Right. I worked with a huge asset management firm. I, I got a great job. I did all the things you're supposed to do with your money was maxing out my 401k, have my investment account savings. I was doing all those things. Right. And Mm -hmm. then I like hit this point where 
I didn't want any of it anymore. Not the money, but like, I didn't want the boyfriend. I didn't want to live in San Francisco. Like I didn't want to work in finance. I didn't want a corporate job. Like it just kind of hit me out of nowhere because I was not on any like spiritual or self-development journey at that stage mm -hmm. of my life. Like not even close, wasn't interested. I was like traveling, partying, living life. Nothing yeah. about any of these things. And then I got pulled to LA, but I went to LA with like no plan, no job, no, it was literally just like leave your whole life and run. And <laughs> one way to um, do it. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, in a way it was good for me, but obviously that came with consequence when you're not ready to catch yourself on the other side. Like I wasn't, I like got in this like very toxic up and down relationship. I had a really intense like psychic awakening. Hmm. And I like all my trauma started surfacing. I just like, it was like, I just hit the floor. It was like everything that was living inside of me that I didn't know was there surfaced all at once. I burned through all my money. Hmm. I, it was almost like I became a different person, honestly, kind of like overnight. And that lasted a really long time. And then, I mean, also my psychic awakening was so intense. I honestly felt kind of crazy. I was having like premonition dreams about the relationship. I was hearing mm -hmm. voices. I was like hearing sounds that were really far away that you shouldn't normally be able to hear. Yeah. And, but like, remember that it's not like now where everyone's like, I want to awaken my intuition. Like I was not interested. Like this mm -hmm. found, like it found, it found me. You. I did not go looking for this. Yeah. Not that I wasn't interested. I just literally, it just wasn't on my mind, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was spending most of my time being obsessed with this guy anyway. I destroyed myself. I basically acquired nearly six figures in tax debt. I like, I just hit the floor, you know, and it all, it culminated in a health crisis. And then, cause I had fibroids, I had literally 37 fibroids. I had to have surgery. Mm. Um, but that is like when I really started to wake up because I remember that woke me up in this way that for some reason, the money, like the other stuff didn't because my health had never been an issue. Yeah. And Especially that I, mean, young. Even though I was financially terrified, but that wasn't enough to like, I mean, I became addicted to psychics because I was like obsessed with him, but like that addiction pattern wasn't enough. Like I knew something was wrong and I would, mm -hmm. I would seriously like pray for it to end. My anxiety was crazy. I knew I was not well, but the health crisis woke me up in a different way. Mm -hmm. I was literally like hemorrhaging blood for months because they were trying to get me to stop bleeding so I could start having surgery. And that was like enough for me to go like, what is going on with me? Yeah. Something's off. Yeah. I mean, something was obviously off before, but you know how sometimes everybody's rock bottom looks different. Yeah. Um, and then I looked up the spiritual reason for fibroids. And okay. that's when I found Louise Hay. Because I had started dipping around. Like, I remember I read Gabby Bernstein's first book. What is mm -hmm. it called again? I don't remember. but You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I was, like, <laughs> dipping around. I know the Louise um, Hay one where it's, like, your body holds certain things or, like, certain diseases or things can, like, mean other things different things exactly yeah. and so the spiritual reason for fibroids was romantic shame oh. and I was like oh well no wonder because look how I've been living in this crazy up and down dynamic mm -hmm. and also I couldn't do anything like I literally was physically unable to move I was so weak yeah so I just like was laying around listening to Louise Hay and just honestly starting to wake up and like ultimately I wanted to move to New York and that had been a desire for about a year but like it wasn't possible for me financially, like just, you know what I mean? It was like in the back of my head, but yeah, nothing was in motion. And then, but I had to stop working when I had surgery because I literally couldn't move. And then after hmm. that, I was like, I can't, 
I was like, there's no way I'm getting another job in LA. It was like one of those turning points where I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Right. And so then I just got all my energy around moving to New York, which I ultimately did. Because of what I experienced in Fannie Louise Hay, then I became a lot more interested in trauma and like, why did I financially destroy myself? No one else in my immediate family did, only me. Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, my dad made a lot of money and then there was bankruptcy. Nothing like that happened. Yeah. It was you like, weren't like repeating someone else's pattern. This was just no. like your own. Yeah. And none of my brothers have done this. It was literally just me. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I was kind of brought to my knees in that way so that I would go on my journey so that I could help other people. Because otherwise, what would be my story? Oh, yeah, I yeah. grew up well off. I worked in finance. I'm going to help you change your life. I'm like, what was my story? Yeah. It was almost you have like no I had to get grit there. Yeah. There's just not enough going on, right? Yeah. Not to be able to understand and help people at all different phases, mm-hmm. especially because so much of what I teach about is money. If you've always had money, it's going to be challenging for you to understand and teach someone who doesn't know what it's like to, if you don't know what it's like, I was literally, I mean, yeah, I had a place to live, but I got myself in situations where it was like, oh, am I going to fill my car with gas or am I going to buy food? Yeah. You have to actually have that experience to know how it feels. Mm-hmm. Scary. I'm sure I haven't had that feeling, but yeah. yeah but we're here for different things, right? Money yeah. is such a deep, everybody yeah. doesn't need to go through that. I think it's because it's so much of what channels through my work is around money, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like when you don't get the initial message or the initial like lesson, it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until you wake up, which is exactly what sounds like happened to you. Um, I think Oprah says like if you like you'll get like a little whisper and then it'll get like a little a little louder, like you hear it more and then it, eventually it'll be like someone screaming at you because you didn't hear it the first time when it was a whisper. So like it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger until you literally can't ignore it. That's so. exactly what happened to me. Yeah, exactly. And there here we are. <laughs> And here we are. Now I don't ignore anything. Now I'm like, yeah. okay, I see it, universe. I'm on it. Yeah. You hear like every little pip squeak now. <laughs> Literally. Um, I'd love to go through the energetics of money because you seem like you figured it out. You ha- you went from having it to like not having it to teaching people to get it and maybe more abundant in their lives. So like what is the energetics around it? How does money actually work? Uh, so it's funny because money is such a loaded triggering topic. Yeah. And it's so interesting because at the root of it, it's very simple, right? It's just a resource. Like, mm-hmm. but because of all of the distortions we have around it, because we use it as a means of like comparing people, mm-hmm. um, we lose touch with the fact that it's just a resource. But when you think about, well, for most people, if you think about food, water, air, you're not like, oh, am I going to, and like, is my next breath going to be there? Yeah. If I, turn on the faucet will there be water if I open the fridge is there food like you just expect it Mm -hmm. right and so to me the work is it's honestly like can you get to that place with money where you expect money to honestly just like be there for you to be present for you to be in your life and to allow yourself to move into the because a lot of what it is for people too and I've noticed this just on my journey it's not even always the doing the things that, that ultimately acquire the wealth of, of course, for example, if you have a business, that's important. Mm-hmm. But a lot of what is most challenging pe- for people that blocks them, even when they are doing the things, is that identity shift. Like, okay. can you actually see yourself as a wealthy person? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. even if you had a corporate job where you were wealthy, can you see yourself as a wealthy entrepreneur? Because it tends to be that anything that we want that we don't have yet we assume, and we're in a way, I think we're kind of taught on the internet that like, 
you have to become some version of yourself that is like 10,000 miles away. And it feels so far away that you can't even touch it. Yeah. Or you feel like you need to be like somebody else. But if you, if you can't feel aligned with the identity of having what you want, how are you going to have it? Cause it's always going to feel on a pedestal. Yeah. That's very big. It can and happen with love too. Cause you're just like, I don't actually see myself in a relationship or like, how could I ever get there? Because I have all this things I'm all this baggage the same thing can happen with love as money it's interesting their energetics between the two are extremely similar mm-hmm. and yeah and so there's and also I think because of what we've learned in manifestation about this concept of the higher self I'm like well your higher self isn't outside of you right your mm-hmm. higher self is already inside of you but it's like are you listening and if mm-hmm. you just listen right you very quickly become that person but you're not looking for something that's outside of you you're looking to get in touch with the truth of your soul so when we go on this journey and we're releasing the stories and we're releasing the trauma and we're releasing the energetic imprints, we're releasing other belief systems we picked up from our family, from society, et cetera, all you're doing is getting in touch with the truth of your own soul. And when you're in touch with the truth of your own soul, you are going to be abundant, like period, the end, because mm-hmm. you will not move from any place other than truth for yourself. Hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it sounds really like open and great place to be at. <laughs> Well, I think that's that we don't even realize that that's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. like almost like chasing this like intangible rather than understanding that all you're doing is like, yeah, of course, you're going to learn to see things new ways, et cetera. But you're just like, it's like unraveling the things that don't belong to you that you picked up. So you can just be you. Mm-hmm. What is that process like? Is it identifying what your blocks are? Is it identifying that little voice in your head that's holding you back and like switching up what that voice thinks? Or is it like a literal process of like shedding? Like what is the actual process of doing that if you want to go on this like Yeah. Journey? I mean, I don't think it's linear to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Like I have so much work around money and all of them are different. I always say like, the body is the portal to manifestation. You know, mm-hmm. like your body keeps score. Your body's holding on to all of your trauma from this lifetime, your family, your past lives, et cetera. And so I'm such a big fan of like what I call quantum healing, which helps us. So rather than like going into therapy and talking about something for a hundred years, you go through your energy system, you go through your body to release what doesn't belong to you. But what I've seen come up is for some people, what's most present will be a memory from this lifetime. For some people, what's most present will be something that happened to their grandmother. Mm-hmm. For some people, it'll be like a past life memory they didn't even know they had. So like we can all be in the room together and have a completely different experience, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just have the belief that like whatever is like at the root of what you're going through right now is going to naturally surface. And that's all you have to pay attention to, hmm. you know, because that root is like what's causing all these other things. But like, obviously this isn't like one and done. Right. And I do think there's a lot of training your mind and your subconscious, right? Because mm-hmm. even the way we naturally think about money for a lot of us is going to have some element of limitation. Oh, I can get here, but like, ooh, going past that, can't feel that, can't touch that, that feels impossible. Yeah. Right. So it's like, what are the reframes that make that possible? Mm-hmm. You know, and even just again, because we're like sponges, this is why so often being in containers with other people, masterminds, et cetera where other people, you know, where a lot of money is normalized. We're desiring a lot mm-hmm. of money and just a, not just money, a lot of life, you know, mm-hmm. everything is normalized. It starts to feel normal. Right? Yeah. So some of it just happens through osmosis by allowing yourself to be in spaces where people are moving towards what you want. Mm. Cause all, 
Because the good news is if we can pick up all this icky programming, well, you can also pick up really good things too. That's you true. know? Yeah. But they always I say like you made, are made up by like, the five people that surround you the most or things like that. So just like watching who you're around the most. And if you don't like what's happening, maybe find a better group or like people to look up to in a different way. Yeah. And then also, of course, it's like the moves you make. For example, right, the American dream taught you to save, save, try to save, 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 save your range wealth. When you look at actual wealthy people, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. They invest their way into wealth, mm-hmm. right? Whether it be in the stock market or, you know, real estate, usually people are kind of into one of those two. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to us and our businesses, you're doing the same thing. Like you got to grow the business. You have to invest your way in, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like even starting to realize like, are you moving? Like there's a lot of kind of like middle class money mindset programming, people don't realize they're in they're just like okay well you're making the same amount of money you're just going to try to constrict constrict your spending to grow your accounts so that you can hopefully buy a house but like then what you Mm -hmm. still don't have more money yeah you know what i mean like no one people haven't really they don't realize that's what they're doing And, and it's like well actually if you took that money and invested it in yourself so that you can grow and be a match for more and learn how to move with money in a more wealth oriented way, you will then create overflow for yourself. So you don't have to try to become wealthy through constriction. It's literally doesn't exist. It's not real. This is how people end up like counting pennies for the rest of their life. Yeah. It's not fun. (laughs) When you've worked through these blocks, when you start to understand what your maybe hangups around money or what your money story was or what's been like holding you back from it, what are things that are like practices that you have your clients do once they've reworked those things? Is it like learning about money? Is it like learning how to invest? Is it a more than just like the practical side of money? Like what is it that's going to get you to that next level? I mean, it's sort of just like it becomes a lot of conversation around wealth energetics. There's like meditations. There's, do you know what I mean? Like different kind of internal practices. I love hypnosis, like things like that, that I've mm-hmm. used a lot. I've, hypnosis has been huge, honestly, for me in my journey, energetic healing, like different things like that. And then a lot of it is like just learning how money moves. So for example, I always say that there's kind of like four categories with money, right? There's, Mm -hmm. and that we kind of want to master. There's receiving, holding, growing, and flowing slash Mm -hmm. spending. So a lot of people start out just learning how to receive money, right? But then Mm -hmm. there can be a lot of patterns where it's like, okay, well, no matter how much money I make, there's always the same amount of money in my account. This happens to people all the time. Yeah. Right. Or you've heard breaking even breaking even or like the person who wins the lottery and all the money's gone in the year, the athlete who became a wild overnight success. And you're like, how did you burn through $50 million in three years? Like, how is that even possible? Right. Mm -hmm. Because they don't have the capacity to actually hold the money. Mm. Right. And so it's like, there's always going to be something inside of you. For example, when there's a pattern like that, that still says it's unsafe to have money. So Mm. why? Is it because a parent had money and then became bankrupt? Are you afraid that your whole family, everybody's going to start asking you for money? Are you afraid people are going to see you differently? Like anytime that our mm-hmm. financial picture is not the way we desire it, there's something that we're, we're benefiting from. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's a way of like staying safe. Yeah. So to be in, in a state of overflow, there's a lot of comfort with receiving money holding on to the money without constricting your spending, right? It's not like now you're Scrooge. Um, Growing your money and -hmm. actually allowing it to grow and then also flowing your money, right? So 
people want to receive money, but then they bring a lot of constriction mm-hmm. to releasing money into the world. But money is an energy that likes to move. Money's mm-hmm. moved all day. Look at what happens on the stock. Money is never static as an energy. Yeah. Yeah. So when you let it, but then ultimately what you want to do, right, is to be able to be in that place of overflow with it. Mm-hmm. But I've seen overflow come from having a lot of safety inside of all of those four areas with money people don't even realize they're doing it it's as simple as like when you go to pay for something sometimes do you immediately like constrict or do you start Mm -hmm. thinking about it or can you afford it like get anxious about it yeah anxious about it like we tend to put a lot of drama on it and I realized for me right the place that I'm now I moved a lot of money for this apartment I was moving money for private coaching all these things I did not more money than I've ever spent at once in my life I felt no constriction zero Hmm. I was just like cool yeah. And then that's why so much of it came back so fast. Mm-hmm. Cause it, you were in trust with it. So they were like, Oh, she can handle it. Here's more. Exactly. Yeah. Cause if you're stressed out about spending small amounts of money, how do you expect to receive big amounts of money? Like that's true. all those energies have to go together. So it's also being a lot more mindful or even how we operate in our bank accounts, right? We'll tend to, no matter how much money it is, it's like, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Or just like not look at it at all. (laughs) Yeah, not good. We want to have intimacy with money is extremely important. I had to learn to go no matter what it was, like I would look at my accounts and I'd be like, I'm in overflow, I'm in overflow, I'm in overflow, I'm in overflow. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? Like I literally six times the amount of money in my bank account, even over this past year, Mm. by learning to play with money in my bank account, the money I already had from a different place. Hmm. Smart. It's a good way to like trick yourself into being abundant. How much of it is tricking yourself? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, you know? <laughs> One of my clients calls it money brainwashing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to try that because it's like obviously the other side of that where you're saying like you're holding on to it, you're getting anxious around spending or things like that. Like the more you do that, the more you're going to create more anxiety. So why wouldn't it work in the opposite way too? Exactly. Or I've yeah. even met people who have money and then they're scared to spend it. So they're still in lack. Yeah. Having mm-hmm. money and being terrified to spend it is not an abundant place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a mistrust. Either way, if you're feeling energies of lack inside your body, and then also like I love breath work. I love mm-hmm. breast massage. I love all the somatic practices to calm down your nervous system. Yeah. So much of this is also, yes, the energetic work, but it is the nervous system work. So that, so that if someone's like, oh, I'm going to give you $5 million tomorrow, you don't spin out. Yeah. And go like, oh my God, well, I wouldn't know what to do with it. You think you want it, but most people start like freaking out. This is why a lot of people hit high numbers in their business and then crash on the other side. Mm -hmm. They weren't ready to receive it. Yeah. And that's okay. We get to like move back up, but it's like, Wealth is an energy that builds, right? So we don't want to always have to bottom out to rise, fall down to rise, fall down to rise. Mm-hmm. You learn how to carry yourself through this energy of like building, right? Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing things compound naturally. You don't have to try so hard because you've allowed yourself, like your nervous system, your healing, how you're thinking about things, your energies with these different phases of money, you're allowing everything to build over time. And then things start like quantum leaping and moving fast because you're not taking yourself out every other day, you yeah. know? You're more in that steady place with it. For someone who's like, that sounds amazing. I want to do that. Or I want to understand what my story is or why money isn't flowing for me. What would you recommend to them to look at first? Why do you think that is? Usually immediately it's like, oh, I'm not good enough. 
Mm. Oh, well, not for someone like me. Oh, I didn't grow up with money. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like, there's always a pretty heavy belief system. It's not like, oh, money's not coming in and I feel amazing. Yeah. Like, that's no. <laughs> Everything's great. I'm just a little bit <laughs> in lack, but it's fine. Yeah. yeah, that's never what's going on. There's always a story. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like, I'm always going to say, get help. No one's just sitting around in their bedroom alone, like like you said, meditating their way into wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to do some steps. We got to take some steps. But also, but look at what you believe to be true. Because in the most basic, what we hear about manifestation is real. What you believe to be true will be true. It's just that it's not always as fast as, like, let me rewrite a new story on a piece of paper. Because Mm -hmm. humans are more complex than that. But you can get to things start working a lot faster, right? I have clients who've been very invested and committed to doing the work for themselves. And then, right, they're able to visualize and feel something and then it comes fast. That's Mm -hmm. what happens to me now too. But I obviously was not like that from the beginning. This has, like, been a dedication and Mm -hmm. and an area that, like, I have actually been dedicated to. I think a lot of people, too, want, like, one-trick wonder type things I'm like it doesn't work like that like to build wealth like big wealth you know I'm like I there's something I'm doing for myself whether it's hypnosis whether it's looking at my belief system whether it's plugging into my the places where I'm being mentored looking at you know my prices and like does this actually feel good mm-hmm. boundaries is huge you're I always say much this is a great place for people to start look at your boundaries Money and boundaries, moth to a flame. I've have you ever met someone who is successful and self-made who doesn't have good boundaries? No, they always Never. do. Always. Yeah. Always, 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 always. And this is one of the main areas when someone comes to me and money's failing hard. Boundaries are not there. Hmm. And I don't mean walls, but it's like just standards and also boundaries with yourself. Mm-hmm. Where do you outsource your power all the time? How focused are you on what other people think of you? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like that sovereignty, that energy of sovereignty and like our own energetic sovereignty and really just like being in our own bodies, in our own field, focused on us is extremely mm-hmm. attractive to abundance. Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned to the idea of feminine versus masculine with working with money. And a lot of times I've always heard it's like, being your masculine, like that hustle culture for making money. But I know you say that for women, it's a little different or it works differently. Like the opposite. Yeah. Um, Which I've always like living in New York or in LA, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in my masculine. I'm going to work as hard as I can, but I would always burn out. And it wasn't really the most efficient way for me to work. So I would love for you to talk through that. Totally. So I'm going to speak to, I coach women. So this, my perspective is literally from the place of being a woman and mentoring women. Mm -hmm. But I believe that money is a masculine energy because of how it feels for us to have it. So as feminine, so meaning, right, anything that's masculine in nature that we like is it feels stable, it feels supportive, it feels present, it has this like um energy Mm -hmm. to it, you Mm -hmm. know? Grounded, yeah. Really grounded, really yummy. When we Mm -hmm. have a lot of money, it feels like that, right? Mm -hmm. When we are, if you're a feminine core woman, aligned with a more masculine partner who's like able to hold that space, that's how he feels to be around, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like as women, we're always going to seek safety, right? Mm -hmm. And our version of what feels safe is that masculine energy. Yeah. So in my mind and the way I feel is like, well, we have to be able to receive it just like in love, right? It's like Mm -hmm. if you're overly in your mouth and you're pushing and you're micromanaging him and you're pursuing him and you're like mothering him doing all this stuff, like good luck. (laughs) Yeah. Right. 
You're going to push them away with that. <laughs> yeah. And like one second flat. Yeah. So, but when you're in more of a surrendered, leaned back, like sovereign with your energy, it's not spilled out all over him. It's like within yourself, you become a much better match for receiving and attracting. And money very much works the same way. Mm. And of course, within all of us is our divine feminine, our divine masculine. Like obviously you have to call on your masculine to do the things that generate wealth. But if you're actually tuned into your feminine energy, if you're actually like one of the greatest points of power for being a woman is our deep access to intuition and energy. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. We all have it, but it, we shut it down. We feel a lot, you know, and it's like if you lead your life from the place of intuition, your feminine, call on your masculine to put what you intuitively felt into motion, you're going to get where you desire to go a lot faster because you're not just using logic to get there. You're not just like, go, 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 go. And eventually something will work out, right? You're actually moving from what I say is the truth of your soul, which is literally just from your intuition. And then recognizing, like, even if you look at, you know, us centuries ago, we were never hunters. Why do we think hunting is going to work now? I think that the programming comes from the fact that men built the world of business, which is just the truth. And so we subconsciously picked up that we need to move like men to be successful. But really, we're just wired differently. So we can have the same things, but we're going to go about them in different ways. Mm, Yeah. There's studies that men's nervous systems are actually better wired for stress than ours are by the nature of hunting and doing all the things. And I'm like, perfect. I don't have the things men do or like that your husband does. Do you want to do them? I don't. (laughs) Like none of it. Most of it, I don't. I'm like, perfect, right? So why are we moving out of our natural energy when like you actually get to spend more time leaned back, tuning in, moving from that place and receiving? But it's just programming, you know? It sounds like a lot more in flow than like clenching and trying to go about something that doesn't feel natural. Totally. And the thing is, we always know because we don't feel good. Yeah, your body will show you sometimes when it's not. Your body will tell you so fast. Because you are taught this one way or you just like see like this is how my dad was successful or this is how this company was successful because they took this path. But there's really so many other ways that we can go about things. And it's nice to have examples of people doing that or people leaning into a different way about going about that. Because I agree when you are trying to do something that's not meant for you, it's exhausting it's hard to keep up with and it's not sustainable, which is what we're looking for with money. And life, like we want to feel good. Yeah. Wanna, I feel like a lot of people go about success is in this way of like, I'm going to work, 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 work. Then I'm going to have a win and then I'll rest. Then mm-hmm. I'm going to do it again and then I'll rest. You know what I mean? It's like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And for me, having had burnout in the corporate world, et cetera, I was just fully unavailable for that. Like I want to be able to rest. I want to be able to live my life and I desire great wealth and great impact. But to me, that's not going to come at like the expense of my peace. Like, of Mm -hmm. course, as an entrepreneur, do you have a high level capacity for just having a lot of things going on? Yes. Right. But that capacity also grows over time. Like what I can handle now with ease and my first year would have stressed me out. It doesn't stress me out because you grow. Right. So Mm -hmm. understanding you're going to grow, but still inside of that, I'm like, the only person who can burn you out is you. So like, if we keep choosing that, what are you getting out of this? Because Mm -hmm. I've never met a woman who moves like that who ends up being happy. Not one. Yeah. 
usually things start to happen other like when you're like really killing it in that way usually your body starts to fall back or other things start to go wrong to like pull you out of it yeah and then it's all these crazy hormone issues it'll usually yeah. become a health issue bloating it's yeah gaining weight, like it's hormones for sure yeah our visit we're kind of sensitive you know <laughs> We yeah. really are. So I'm like, well, honor yeah. that instead of making it a weakness and be like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. So I just need to be magnetic and potent then. You know? Yeah, I love it. I love that you said it's like not a negative thing and we can still have all the same things, but it's again, going about it like our own way versus like following the same path that everyone's always done. So exactly, I like that. I think the last few questions I have is for like people that are maybe out of alignment with work and money like that they don't understand that they are like how to understand that they might be out of alignment or what questions to ask themselves to see if they are if they feel like they're in like a rut space or just like not where they want to be with business and money and all of that I think it'll feel obvious like are you do you are you happy Mm -hmm. I remember before I moved to LA I was like remember how there was a lot of marketing that used to be those infographics and you would like answer questions Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. they'd be like, yes or no. And then you go to the next question. Anyways, I was, I yeah. saw one of those on Facebook or something. This is when I was still in San Francisco. Oh, and I had had bed bugs that I got in New York and brought back to California. That is, no. <laughs> Everything felt That's... was falling apart at the same time. It yeah. pushed me out. But I remember reading the question. I was like, are you happy? And I said, no. And I was like, oh my mm. God. Like I hadn't even taken the time to realize. Yeah. And I don't mean happy. Like, oh my God. You're so elated all day long. I mean, like, soul satisfied, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what feels the best is, like, genuinely having inner peace. Because the, the like, elated feeling, that's not an all-day, everyday energy, Yeah, that's right? going to go up and down, yeah. Yeah. But what we want to get to is this, like, very, you know, a feeling of inner peace and soul satisfaction. And it's like, okay, cool. If we don't have that in a particular area – well, let's like look at that, right? It's like, okay, well, how am I showing up in that area? What are my standards in this area? Am I allowing myself to be treated, paid, whatever, in ways that aren't actually, like, do you have standards? A lot of people don't. Mm. They're just taking what was given to them and assuming that's what they can have and then wondering why they're not happy. Mm. Try setting standards. Yeah. And be intentional. Remember setting the intention. I think it was the beginning of 2019. Yeah. To be intentional, to just be intentional because I had just moved to New York and I had gone through everything I'd gone through in LA and I never wanted five years to go by again where I had so little to show for it. Mm. I was like, what was I doing that whole time? And yes, I have a lot to show for it now because it became my story and I built a business and the whole thing. But do you know what I'm saying where you're just like letting life pass you by? Yeah, or you're not like taking stock in it or you're just like letting it happen to you, but you're not like an active participant in it. You're just kind of like, eh, here we go, another another year. And just like saying yes, like just not even mm-hmm. bringing any kind of intention. And so I set yeah. the intention to just be intentional. I didn't make like a New Year's resolution. It was just be intentional. And even if I was like out partying, it was like, okay, I'm choosing to do this right now. It's mm-hmm. not just like, oh, I don't know. Someone talks to me. I guess I'll go out again. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like, yeah. Or resting or who I was spending time with. Why am I really spending time with this person? You know, and I yeah. and I made that decision and I really honored it. And it's so funny because by the end of the year, I had birthed my business. But I didn't go in going, and I'm going to build a business. That was mm-hmm. just what came through me learning to actually be an active participant in my life. Hmm. I think for our final few questions, I would love if – Anything with like energetics of money or money in general, like any misconceptions about it or anything that you kind of want to debunk for people? Something that drives me insane that I see a lot of people do. 
I see a lot of entrepreneurs become successful and then start telling everyone on the internet that money doesn't matter. Mm. And like, oh, it's not about money. And I'm like, easy for you to say when you have millions of dollars in the bank because you don't have to think about it anymore. That's not how you felt before. Yeah. Like stop selling people that story. It's never just about money, but like why – like take away the distortion that it needs to be. Do you know what I mean? Even that's a weird separation for money. You can easily have a lot of money and have a fantastic life, right? Mm-hmm. This is just a level of standard that we have in our life. And so then they see that person they've been looking up to all of a sudden tell them money doesn't matter while that person is literally sitting on millions of dollars in the bank. Mm. And then they're trying to operate their life from that place. And I'm like, yeah, because they have so much financial comfort. It doesn't matter because they don't think it matters, but it's like, when you don't have to think about something anymore, all of a sudden it feels like it doesn't matter because you've just, you've just crossed that bridge already. Yeah, it has like less charge when you get to that place. Yeah, to me that drives me crazy because I'm like, do you remember what it was like when you didn't have any money and now you're telling these people who are looking up to you who are trying to get there that it doesn't matter because you're yeah. wealthy now? It drives me insane. Not helpful at all. <laughs> not helpful. And it's not like, oh, your worth is wrapped up in money. It's none of that. It's just that like money is going to allow you the space and freedom to live. Yeah. Like you, if you, the bottom line is if you don't have it, you're going to think about it. And so in spending all your time thinking about money, imagine all the things you're not doing with your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to free up more space. Because that's how I was. It took over my entire existence. Yeah. I think yeah. everybody will say the same thing. You don't have not have money and not think about it. It's just not a thing. Yeah, no. It's like it because it's mo- so much more than just like money. It's like your safety. It's your security. It's your livelihood. It's yeah. It's like let the message be. Let's allow ourselves to get to a place where money doesn't matter. Right. That's cool. Let's do that. But don't just tell people it doesn't matter. That's ridiculous because it's going to matter in their life. We interact with money every day. Yeah, and you have to remember where you came from too. You can't just be like, well, I'm good. Everyone exactly. just do what I think. It's fine because I figured it out. So you will too. Like it's yeah, like you're yeah. fine. Exactly. <laughs> Not helpful. Um, I think last question is just like any last leaving thought piece of advice. It could be money related or really anything that you want to end us on. Yeah, to really give yourself the opportunity to tune into your desire and what do you actually want? Again, I I see a lot of people live in reaction to what they were given from the beginning. Right. Like what was it? What was handed to you is like, I'm just going to live in response to that place. Mm-hmm. But like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think a lot of people actually take the time to go like, if I could paint the canvas, what do I want? And then yeah. really allow yourself. You can have anything. Look at all these crazy stories we see all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, they're kind of common, even though they're crazy. So yeah. it's like you really can have anything, but it's like the first step is have you given yourself permission to have it? Mm-hmm. Can you see yourself as the person who has it? Yeah, that's huge because if you don't see it, you can't get to that place. Or if you're living someone else's story, it'll never feel like right. Even if you get like a lot of money or like you become successful, if it wasn't like your intention or your story or what you're meant to be doing, then it doesn't it won't feel, feel right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's the way where it's not just about money, right? But to me, it's in a through line inside of everything I say is like everything from a place of soul alignment and your soul knows what it wants. So like, listen to yourself, mm. you know? Yeah. I love it. Jocelyn, if someone wants to work with you, can you walk us through like your programs? I know you have a lot. I um, do have the- a lot. It's probably best to go to my website. Yeah. I was like, wow, this program, this was so much. It's great. <laughs> 
It's so fun. Obviously, I love what I do. Um, JocelynKellyReed.com. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who want to just start on your money journey, I have a, I'm happy to give a code to your audience too. I have a course, Self-Led Abundance Course Money Queen. There's so many ways to work on money, build your business, do healing, all the things in my world. I have a podcast. That's a great place to dive in. Everything I share about is business, money, feminine energy, quantum leaping, energetics. It's called Queen Flow, the podcast. And then I'm very active on Instagram and I'm at jocelyn.kelly.read. Love it. Thank you so much for this. This was so fun. A little deep dive on energy and money. It's great. Oh Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, follow, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And in the spirit of sharing, be sure to share the podcast with a friend or give us some love on social media and tag us at something to share podcast on Instagram. See you next Wednesday.